Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, here to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw with John Clark. John, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. We are one day removed from Hell in a Cell, which was a, an eventful show in itself. This show, uh, eventful as well. A lot, lots to talk about. Uh, it was one of those shows that, dare I say, they're actually trying, or, or it felt, I felt like there was more, more effort. They're doing more things. They're trying a little more, doing a little more to really you know, do something different. Stephen Chambers says, what a swerve right off the bat. Uh, that could apply to a couple of things that happened tonight. There are a couple of things that you know, kind of caught me by surprise, at least, you know, or, or at least uh you know that i definitely didn't see coming miller mel saying raw was good i have to agree i thought it was a pretty good show all, all in all can't really complain uh when i'm entertained when i'm throwing a couple of curveballs here and there some good some maybe not but at least i, I like when i don't don't see things coming so i definitely can't complain about that we'll talk all about the show and more here but before i do just want to remind you all this show like everything we do here is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, spotify youtube our podcast all of that good stuff so please do leave a like and subscribe so john Raw kicked off tonight with the man, um, maybe not the man of the hour, the man of the day, Cody Rhodes, over his amazing, his amazing performance yesterday, wrestling in a Hell in a Cell match with a torn pectoral tendon. Uh, today, the news came out reportedly that he would have to get surgery likely this week, as, as you would expect, torn pectoral is a pretty serious thing, uh, could put anybody on, on the bench for a couple months, not exactly, it, it varies person to person, so Cody came out, talked about his match last night, talked about how uh you know yeah it was it was disheartening but he wanted to be all upset about it instead he wanted to focus on the fact that he showed his daughter you know that he pushed through that he was able to kind of take a, a very challenging thing like that and, and persevere and and win not just you know get through it but also win so definitely a very wholesome message there uh that's uh, and then it was about to get to the Seth Rollins part, but first he said uh well he's done with Seth Rollins he wants to move on and wants to focus on what's above him and at this point Cody Rhodes said that he wanted like yeah he's banged up right now but he wants to climb the ladder and retrieve the briefcase from money the bank uh because he's never won it before seth rollins comes out says i still don't like you but i respect you said you're the toughest performer i've read the ring with what he did last night was very impressive he was saying dusty would be very proud of his baby boy cody was very emotional uh they shook hands seth rollins left so it actually felt like we were getting some kind of you know, some tease of some some baby face tendencies, at least for Seth Rollins. Cody you know, makes his exit uh, to get surgery and to be out for who to be determined. We don't even know. And Seth attacks him from behind with a sledgehammer, just brutally attacks him, breaking everyone's hearts. And they stopped on Cody's injured chest. Uh, very pretty, pretty clear that that would be to suggest that Cody will be gone for a while. Um, so for a second there, they, they made me worry that, that Cody was going to be in money the bank or something, but this definitely suggested to me it's going to be a while before we see Cody Rhodes again. Yeah, so I thought maybe this was the original promo they had planned for him before the injury, and I think that would make sense because that was what we figured the plan was going to be for him. That's my initial thought is the plan was for him to be money in the bank and possibly win. And they kind of ruled with that promo tonight, which was a little awkward because I thought, wait a minute, are they like implying that he could win? And then a part of me thought, if they if if they truly, 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 really wanted him to be in the match and win, remember a couple of years ago when Brock Lesnar just ran down to the ring and grabbed the briefcase and won without doing anything? Right. So, like, hypothetically, Cody could do that, but that's more of, like, a heelish kind of move, I think. So, like, yeah. maybe that wouldn't be the best idea. Um, 
so the beginning part of that promo was definitely confusing. And I'll tell you what, that was the number. There was a series of shocking events on the show tonight that I genuinely was like, wow, they did that. The first of which was when Rollins showed a genuine sign of respect and said, you know, basically what everybody was thinking. And then all of a sudden, which I was even shocked again, is he comes out and attacks Cody at the top of the ramp and basically puts him on a stretcher, although he ended up walking out anyway, uh, to essentially write him off. Several officials tried to stop him. They couldn't. It was fantastic. It was emotional. And I'll be honest, it there, there there's unfinished business. And I know people are going to hate that so much. There's going to be a fourth match between these two. And I've already seen the rumors going around. Somehow, some way, Rollins will be the champion. Cody will win the Rumble. You have a WrestleMania match again two years in a row between between those two. And I think that would make sense. I'm not looking that far ahead yet. Who knows if Roman will end up dropping one of the two titles. I hope he does, but who knows if he will. Uh, the segment, like I said, was fantastic. When Cody Rhodes returns, he is probably going to be easily the most over babyface in all of pro wrestling, which I, th I think that's what he wants, too. Yeah, Cody is a made man. Like before this promo tonight, obviously last night alone, what he did wrestling with, with the torn pectoral, putting on again, you could say it wasn't like a, a great five star match, but like as we were talking about last night, a, a very unforgettable match. Just that the man deserves so much respect for that, even if it was maybe maybe a little questionable, but definitely respect him for, for doing that, for wanting to deliver for the fans. And this promo tonight, like I said, the message about his daughter. And uh, yeah, there's everything put together, but especially uh, the promo tonight and his performance last night. He's a made man as a baby face, and it's ironic because over in AW, fans are boo booing him left and right. Uh, but now in WWE, everybody seems to love him, so I'm sure that he's, the magic is pretty happy with that. Uh, he will probably yeah be out for for a while. Um, I uh, like I, you, you, I have seen that idea going around tonight as well, especially that Cody will be out for a while. He'll come back. Rollins could be the champion somehow by then, and then we could have the, the fourth match at WrestleMania. Likely, maybe if uh, Cody returns like for the Royal Rumble, wins wins that, that kind of sets itself up there. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. Like I, I'm, I like you know big rematches like that. Yeah, we, we just saw it three times in a row. So it's like, what would I want to see it tomorrow? No, but like that's that's a lengthy layoff, and like that's a big story. And we just saw like there, there's natural revenge about that. That's like you know he put him on the shelf technically or like they were they, they put that little seed of like oh maybe cody will be able to do money in the bank and then seth attack him and i was like yeah yeah probably not so that they have that angle with it as well um so i, I would actually look forward I gotta to be that. honest though real quick I, I do gotta be honest real quick i'm a little i don't want to say disappointed i guess i'll just get to the point it takes away a little bit for me knowing that at this point, Cody's probably a safe bet to win the rumble. Cause it, I like it when it's unpredictable, but it feels like right now, like, like it was this past year, like everybody knew Lesnar was going to win and he wasn't even in the match. And I think the same is going to be said for Cody, especially in the next couple months, which people are going to have mixed reactions. But to me, it kind of takes a little bit of the hype away from it. When, whenever you kind of like, like for example, WrestleMania next year, we're all just assuming that it's going to be Roman versus the rock. So you're not really as excited for it because you're almost like expecting it. You know what I right. mean? 
yeah. then you're only, you're only really disappointed if, if it doesn't happen because if you like they've got that expectation so when it does happen that you're inherently less excited but then if it doesn't happen you know, like it's a, it's a weird dynamic and I, and I agree uh with, with cody winning the rumble like i do think it is a little different than brock winning because like that was just the way they, they kind of booked themselves into a corner and made it very obvious cody coming back like it's at least like it's different like it's, it's more it's more of a triumphant except, story except, except the media outlets like us are gonna think that um or not think but get intel about cody returning and winning and post it so yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the nature of the beast here. You know, it's a little hard to enjoy some of those genuine moments as a fan. But even as a fan, I think sometimes you can see things coming. Ideally, you're still, still able to enjoy it. But um, like, like this idea from Eisenwalker saying that The Rock will throw Cody out of the Rumble at the last minute to throw a wrench in all of this and, and complicate the plans. Um, I don't think The Rock's going to do the Rumble. I, I mean, that's definitely a match. You can just easily have Rock come back and set it up. Uh, all on his own. Got a couple, couple comments about uh, Cody and Seth having a last man standing match somehow when, when he does return, uh, whether if it's this, this payoff or WrestleMania or whatever, whatever they wind up doing. Uh, I mean, I can see that. I do think I wouldn't want to necessarily see them have just another singles match when he does come back. But at the same time, they had very good you know singles matches before the Hell in a match last night. So I would think I'd be happy either way. Michael with a very good point saying Seth needed that win last night. They still could have done the angle here tonight uh with seth winning and it is interesting now cody being gone like what does seth do he just lost cody three times in a row which you know leaves him in a pretty uh not ideal spot so it's what's wondering like where, where we'll see him go from here uh, i'm sure he'll be fine he's seth, seth freaking rounds is his official name is these days but um definitely i do think that's a, that's a fair point of criticism of you know anybody, anybody losing three matches in a row like that is not ideal um, but I thought this was very good all in all. Uh, good, good problem, Cody. I, I, hey, I fell like hook, line, sinker for, for Seth being like a baby face like uh, character a little bit here, where he was being respectful and he was saying, Dust would be proud of you, even if, and like maybe not saying, Oh, he's, he's a baby face now, but like saying, Okay, he's like, you know, showing a little, a little layers here, showing some, some growth, some, you know, just being respectful. And then it was all, it was all ruse. So I, I like that as well. Uh, we got a question asking if we think that that would be necessarily a swerve. I mean, especially tonight where there's actually one like big swerve, not necessarily like it is Seth Rollins. He has been a heel. Uh, John, you said you were more, more surprised than anything that he was respectful in the first place. Uh, so then have it kind of turned around. It's like, Oh, it's kind of like, you know, not all, all that surprising. And really, I, I fell for it myself. Uh, but especially the other night where we actually did see uh, a bunch of swerves anyway, or I guess again, the one big swerve, like this one kind of, you know, felt much less, uh, crazy in, in, in comparison so not necessarily a swerve but a good way to yeah I, I i wouldn't classify this as a swerve especially with what we knew what we knew coming into the show i thought it was a swerve when he left and then came back out and attacked again and i was like oh you know i thought there was actually respect there for a minute yeah. and then it, it reminded me instantly of like so many times before where we've seen something like that like you know when mark henry faked his retirement when classic uh, yeah, that you know, just stuff you didn't expect. Although this, you know, just the way the show was laid out tonight, it, this does make Rollins look more like a force again, and I think that's good because coming out of coming out of last night, it was like, well, now what? He's a joke. Yeah, and at least this is a, like outside of wins and losses, it's like okay, he just like brutally attacked the dude, like he's somebody you don't want to mess with, and this gives him more uh, momentum outside of 
matches, which is, you know, it's just valuable as well. Uh, as big of the Royal Rumble here, Eddie says Cody should return as the number one entrant, be in it for a, a whole hour and win it. Nestor says he should return at 30 and he can win it there. Uh, two different ends of the spectrum there. I imagine if Cody is able to, like, again, I don't know what the timeline is. If he comes back, if he wins the Rumble, I think he w- would be the kind of guy that would want to do it from the number one position. They want to go all the way. Um, just based on what we've kind of seen from him so far. Uh, if he can, if he's, if he's healed up enough, if he's not quite 100%, then maybe he may, may not be able to go the whole way. But um, I think either way, seems like a pretty safe bet he won the Rumble. Uh, and we can think to expect that. But, John, one thing I did not expect to see tonight was Dana Brooke pinning Becky Lynch 1-2-3 in the middle of the ring. Now, she had some help. She had some help from Asuka. But my gosh, John, Becky Lynch has got pinned by well as of tonight they do the one the once again 24 7 champion so we had a match becky lynch versus dana brooke uh, this was right after the, the the cody promo here uh, becky was upset that she lost the the raw woman's title match last night dana lost the 24 7 title match or she lost the title last week akira zawa and the whole 24 7 crew comes out and uh dana capitalizes on the distraction she pins akira becky gets upset and says the only person winning titles in my match is going to be me so she told dana to put the title on the line and John, at that point, I really thought they were going to make Becky Lynch the, the 24-7 champion. They didn't. They didn't. Instead, they had uh, Asuka come to the side, distract Becky, and literally hold her leg down as Dana, Dana Pinder to give Dana the win and so that she could leave uh, leave, leave tonight as the 24-7 champion. Yeah, they need to save themselves the trouble and time and just announce both of these women for the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's clear on the Raw side it's probably going to be Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, and Asuka in the, in the ladder match, I would safely assume. We haven't seen Carmella or Zelina Vega for a long time. Dana Brooks preoccupied doing her thing, and Tamina's not going to be in the ladder match either. So that obviously limits your possibilities here. I'm a little annoyed they're continuing this Becky and Asuka feud, like Steven is mentioning here. He's probably annoyed as well. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny, though, to see Lynch kind of threatening everybody at once, basically indirectly saying, like, no, I'm, I'm like, above all of you guys. You're not going to come out here and do this to me. Like, no, you can do this to somebody else, but not me. And I, I, I actually thought for a while, damn, she's going to win this and be the 24-7 champ. Like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, I saw Oscar out there. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be screwy or something's going to happen. Sure enough, that's what happened. This was not good at all from start to finish. Um, I don't get... I mean, the 24-7 division at the start with R-Truth and everything, it was funny. It felt entertaining. Now it feels like force, like they have to keep it relevant somehow. It's not even an every week thing. Like, get rid of it. You got rid of the women's tag titles. I mean, they say they didn't get rid of it. To me, they're gone. If we see them again in the next couple months... I'll be highly surprised. The only way I think we would see them in the next couple months is if Sasha and Naomi somehow come back. Now, yeah, WWE needs to get rid of that. This was just basically to give Becky something to do. Um, I'll tell you what, though. It does sting a little bit to to kind of crap on something that Becky Lynch was involved in on the show because it feels like it's been a while since that's happened. Yeah, like this, it's pretty rare to really have a Becky Lynch match, Becky Lynch segment, and just be like, I really didn't think this was good. Um, and more so in this case, just the, just the result, like having Becky get pinned by Dana Brooke here. It's like, and I'm going to say that because the way that, as we, we talk about every week, every week is part of the show, at least, they make it so abundantly clear uh, that, that anybody in, in the 24 7 title scene is 
there's like levels below like even you know people in the women's system that, that don't even win that much the men men or women's system the, the people that are just like uh you know enhanced metallic guys like I mean, I don't know. Usually, like, there's not really much of a dividing line between like the that level and the 27. You know what I mean? Like, they make it very clear uh, that it's just like a very big difference even between like the the last rung of the ladder and, and the 27 title scene. And having Dana and Becky here, granted, Dana's been the champion for a 27 title scene, so like she's like the the best of the group, I guess. But, like, it's still not it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Um, again, even though it was a little, uh, it was very tainted because because Asuka helped her win or helped Dana win here um definitely one of them one of the more surprising not in a good way parts of the show where i was like i didn't think that would happen and kind of wish it didn't because now it's like yeah yeah you'd imagine this season to keep going Raul says we could get becky versus asuka and i quit match um i mean yeah i could definitely we could see another stipulation match there so i'm sorry john you mentioned maybe they'll be in the money bank match um but maybe if, if it goes out goes beyond that then maybe another stipulation uh, at some point but yeah, I did not think this was all that good. Uh, Steven says Dana can wrestle. It's the direction he's not taking. I mean, yeah, the, the direction of, of the Torn 7 title scene in general here, uh, no knocking her as a talent, just like she's involved with... Um, let's, let's be clear. Like, it's a division that's pretty consistently like one of the weaker parts of the show, uh, and it's just really utilized to get Dana, R-Truth, Akira, Tamina, et cetera, on the show in the first place, um, and not necessarily uh, the, in the, the best way of doing so. So not, not the best look for Becky here to take this loss. Uh, big win for Dana, again, even though there's big, big asterisks next to it because of the interference. But, um, hey, can't say it wasn't, it wasn't surprising. Uh, something that was, if not surprising, at least a very welcome announcement, John, was the fact that John Cena is coming back June 27 for his, uh, his 20-year anniversary to the day of his debut on SmackDown 20 years ago. Uh, for a second, I, I got a bit of a, ahead of myself. I was like, oh, John Cena's coming back. And I was like, no, it's 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 a, it's a one-off for, for his 20 years thing. It's because they did that with what like... Is it? Did they say it was a one-off? No, but like that... Like that's You're just thinking it is. I'm trying to... I'm not, to, I'm, I'm not I'm so trying to sure that it is. is all. Okay. Oh, you don't, okay. You don't I think like, it is? I think it's going to be for at least until SummerSlam. At least a month run. I'm not convinced he's going to be like thrown into a match that weekend or by any means, but I definitely think they could have something up their sleeve to, to have him stick around a little longer. I hope so. I mean, I really, really enjoyed uh, the, the, the summer of Cena last year, kind of coming, coming out of the, the, the brunt of the, the pandemic and, and the, the Thunderdome era, having seen it in the live crowds again, uh, face, feuding with Rowan, facing Roman. It wasn't perfect by any means, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm a big fan of Cena um just for the nostalgia he was my guy when i was a kid so i you know makes me happy uh the fact they've been already kind of building this, this thing with theory definitely makes a lot of sense so that that could kind of uh the, this return could be the logic point of that for a little you know a couple week program heading into uh into summer slam i think that'd be very cool and then likewise eddie's saying uh he, that, that that match is confirmed now we've we'll, we'll seen coming back i uh, seen did post i think it was on instagram an image of him like uh, it was an image of kevin owens like stomping the u.s title when he held it so you yeah, uh, kind of very much planning that little seed of like you know theory theory's champion right now so playing that idea there theory's been posting john cena's interviews cena said in an interview the theory's his favorite superstar and he did like the i'm watching you kind of eye taunt so like they're 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 building it up a little bit uh at this point i don't almost be more surprised if it didn't happen uh 
happy timing or at least like it just, it's good it shaked out this way of like Cody getting hurt, uh, having Cindy comes back kind of helps soften the blow in the short term at least uh, of having kind of that, if that does happen, again, we still don't know, but if that's what winds up happening, having that for SummerSlam helps kind of uh, offset that loss a little bit. And they, they, did, they did another big thing potentially tonight to help, help with that as well. Uh, but I think this is very good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and again, we, we've been talking about it for a while, just speculating, but uh, if it happens, I don't know how that match might go. But uh, if Theory wins, it'd be a big win for him uh, because that would definitely cement his status as, as you know, a really, not, if not a top star, like definitely that would very much make it clear they are very serious about him at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, uh, I, I mean, I don't, would you say they've worked themselves into a corner with like this whole thing, like with the expectations that people have? Like, in terms of what? Just with with Cena coming back and everything, and with Theory kind of being like the next Cena, quote unquote. Like, basically, with them kind of working themselves in a corner of these two competing against each other. Like, is that the expectation? You think? Like, are oh, people yeah. expecting that? Yeah. Nothing else. Like people, I've heard some people say like, "Oh, you, they could do John Cena versus Drew McIntyre." Like, that's not really a match i want to see all that much no knock on either guy we love john zanage mcintyre is great but like you know i this makes a lot more sense and even like yeah cena was the face of the company drew has been the face of the, co- of the company uh in many ways and like there, there is a story there sure and i'm sure they would it'd be, it'd be good but this is like this makes a lot of sense they've already been building it up they've already see even like months ago theory has been saying in interviews that cena was his favorite favorite star when he was a kid uh, and there, there are inherent comparisons anyway. Um, and I think that th- it'd be more beneficial to actually have a, a, this match where you could potentially help, uh, if not get Theory over, like put them up even more. Like, who really benefits from Cena versus McIntyre? Like, they've already obviously seen it's established. Drew McIntyre's already established. Um, you know, the, that I neither guy really gains all that much, even if it's a, like it's a big money match. Like, I, I don't really see as much of a benefit there. And again, the question here, yeah, it is a bit of a they put themselves in corners. We, we're talking about theory winning would be great, but what Cena want to lose to him? Uh, Cena winning would be cool as well, but then that definitely would be a big knock for theory. So, yeah, Steven says that Cena lose uh, Cena just in, in general would be a, a great test for theory. Uh, and yeah, it is uh, citing that several so interviews theories on saying Cena was the end of the reason that theory became a wrestler in the first place. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you haven't, well, I've written a couple articles about it because he talks about it all the time, like just how influential a scene it was for him. So um, definitely look forward to that. But speaking of theory, theory was uh, involved with another powerhouse tonight by the name of Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley came out tonight uh, to talk about his win over MVP and, and almost, and he was just on the cusp of saying he's ready to move on. And then theory came out and said, you know, you don't deserve to be in the ring. You you needed help to win your match. I won my match without help, and he was talking about how great he is. And then he made the silly move of trying to flex at Bobby Lashley. You can nobody can outflex Bobby Lashley. I'm sorry. So uh, Bobby Lashley showed him up. Theory said, "Well, you've beaten Drew McIntyre. You've beaten you know any number of greats, but you've not beaten me." And then he said, "But you don't deserve a title shot." Lashley kicked him out of the ring, and that's where it left off. So, but it feels like that might be where we're going, at least in the short term. Uh, depending how whatever happens with John Cena here, but Burrell says he doesn't think that Cena uh, and Theory will have a match because Theory will be busy with Lashley based on what we saw tonight. 
Yeah, that's a little weird because we've already been talking about how much about how Theory's not losing anytime soon, and here comes Lashley, and I'm like, well, is Lashley going to lose? Like, I don't know. It's confusing. And then I, I thought for sure we're going to have Bobby and Money in the Bank, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So um, the whole thing with Bobby and Cedric and Omos, like, it's just been confusing, and I think they're finally going their separate ways, but... This was another part of the show tonight where I was like, wait a minute, what exactly are they doing here and why? Like, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. I mean, this could at least be like an, an interim kind of thing for Lashley. Because uh, we had another kind of tease for maybe a, a title program for Monday Night. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this could be a way to kind of keep Bobby Lashley uh, doing something and just kind of the short term. And then I guess for theory as well, kind of uh, all the way up to. Um, well, Cena will come, will come back before my before my the bank. That'll be, I think, the go home for my the bank. But uh, interesting to see how the the, the the timeline will shake out there. Um, I think it'll be good though. I mean, we were talking about it last night. Lashley had a great run as the US champion. Theory's been on a good run so far. Kind of in maybe a, to a lesser degree, like Theory beating Lashley somehow would definitely be a, a big notch in his belt. But again, if they want to build up Bobby Lashley as a contender. Probably not the best to have him take a loss there, but at the very least, it's interesting. It's new and different, so I'm definitely here for that. Um, but yeah, with the last night they made it seem like last year was getting ready to, to enter eight. Well, he grabbed a replica WWE title, so it seemed like they're doing that. And this was very much, you know, somewhat entering the, the US title scene, so not sure what's happening there. They mentioned the the, the almost MVP thing. Uh, we had almost an uh, MVP come to the ring, uh, almost. Literally squashed Cedric Alexander, who interfered in that match and helped Lashley win, albeit maybe a little indirectly. Almost just squashed the guy in like 10, well, not even 10 seconds. He, it was very, like, probably the, the shortest match we'll see this week. Uh, and then after the match, for whatever reason, the, the dirty dogs, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, came to the stage. And MVP, MVP was upset because they interrupted him. And they said, You're not going to dis- disrespect us like that. And Dolph Ziggler just super kicked him. And all the while, John, I'm just like, what? What's happening here? Like, why is this a spot that Dirty Dogs come back? Like, why is this what, what we're really doing here? And I, I don't know where it's going. Or like, are the Dirty Dogs' faces now? Like, I, I didn't really know what to make of it. Exactly. I was thinking, like, I was talking to a couple friends about the show, and I was like, what is going on tonight? Like, why are they here right now of all times? And what, what's the point? And they didn't do anything useful, like at all. What did they do? Explaining why they were back. Nothing. No, they, they didn't say okay. anything. No, no. They that this was all they were like they were back, and then uh, all they said was like this is the best time to come back. And then MVP interrupted, and he got super kicked. So I guess this, this is to set up a feud. Um, and I guess to that I would say like, I guess it, after Bobby Lashley, it keeps that pattern of like having almost work with really experienced, polished, you know veteran guys that, that can make, help make him look good um i definitely agree with steven saying it will be glorious all caps if they bring back robert rude's music um i'm on i'm gonna hold out hope for that one i hope so love that theme song uh Rel said not seeming to be a big fan of the idea of the dirty dog is baby faces it didn't seem like baby face here like that like they interrupted which is like rude but yeah, obviously definitely uh, not baby face like but but you know like almost MVP are clearly the heels so like I I, I just didn't know what, what if they would have hit the glorious theme then I would have been like babyface yeah. but that yeah. is not what happened so 
Michael saying they literally have nothing better to do, uh, and this particularly, I, would, I think it means for the, the dirty dogs here, saying a face turn could be good for him. I mean, yeah, we've never really seen them as faces together. I think they've been heels the whole time, dating back to 2019, literally. You know, that's almost three years. I think they got together the fall of 2019, so definitely been a, been a while. Um, so it's definitely different for them, fresh, a bit of a change-up. Uh, this would be kind of, uh, well, Steven says if the, if they do that, or just in general here, put them in the tag tail picture instead of almost here. Uh, I would have to agree, but at the same time, like they faced the, they faced the Street Profits a lot when they were on SmackDown. Uh, maybe not maybe not so much on Raw, but definitely on SmackDown, they faced off a bunch. Same with the Mysterios. Like, um, ironically, like, yeah, they're a great tag team, but like this is at least... A little different, and I think I'm not going to be playing all that much. Student says he would not mind seeing the dogs versus the Usos. I'm sure that'd be a very good match as well. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. I hope they get a promo on Raw Talk or something, like just to like, add a little more context here, because like I was left with a, a lot of questions, and I mean like questions because I was like I guess more confused in general, um, just about what 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 the idea was here, what the what the point was. Um, but I can't complain about having uh, more, more depth on Raw. These guys have been absent really since uh, to send, send and deliver, you know, but even before that when, when Ziggler was the NXT champion. Uh, but I think they may have been in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale for the week of WrestleMania, but otherwise, like, these guys have just been absent. Now it's June, so it's been a while. So they'll feel a little more uh, freshened up here. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Big fan of both guys. Both guys are very, very talented, so the, the show's better for having them on it. Uh, ideally, they'll, they'll, they'll be used well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, maybe they'll have it to get the, the tag team thing here. Maybe they'll face almost an MVP in a tag team match, potentially. And maybe that's how they'll, they'll re-enter the tag division. Uh, speaking of which, we got uh, more more tag team action here. The Usos face the Street Profits in a championship contenders match. This was very good. This was a, a pay-per-view quality match. Both teams were great. Um, we've seen this match a couple times. It always delivers an absolutely great match. Uh, Montez Ford is amazing as always. Lusos are one of the best tag teams. Uh, Angela Dawkins had a, had a really like cool over the ropes dive, like you know, a little way to kind of show, hey, everyone buzzes, buzzes about Montez Ford, but don't, don't don't sleep on Dawkins. I always do. I always just kind of like say, oh, Montez Ford is great. Dawkins is really cool too. Uh, but this match, like I thought, he had a couple moments of shine, which was very cool. In the end, Lusos got counted out, so uh, the, the Street Profits did earn a tag title match here, and Eddie says he thinks we'll see that at Money in the Bank. John, what do you think about this match and uh, the the likelihood that we will see uh, a title match here? What do you mean, like the likelihood that we will see a title match? I mean, they earned a title match. So I guess I wonder when. Do you think it'll be Money in the Bank? Um, I mean, I guess that would make the most sense with all, all things considered. I thought it was a surprising outcome because I mean, I get the circumstances behind it. It really wasn't a clean, like, just victory, but I don't know. I mean, they don't really have any other choices if you think about it. Like, I mean, who else would they pick? Exactly. <laughs> you proved my point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I something like tells me that they're like grasping at straws because they have like not nobody else to go to right now. It kind of sucks, you know. And it sucks like, there's there's, just, the there's not much to say about this, really. Yeah. You know, it sucks. They they unify the tag titles, which should have helped combat combat some some of the lack of the depth there, and like. Yet still, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to complain, complain getting this match, but like, you know, even then after that, like who, who else is there? I think we, we were talking about it um, either 
maybe last night or on the Raw show last week, it's like people, some people were saying, oh, they could do the New Day again. Like, yeah, that's always a great match, but we've seen it so much. And yeah, they, they will probably will do it, but like they definitely need to start building up some more tag teams. Like, and like they, they kind of stopped at start here. Like they got the, the Lethal Lovers on SmackDown. Raw really doesn't have all the many other teams, really. So I think they could definitely use some more teams in, in, in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about seeing this match, but uh, maybe maybe more the concern about what happens after that. Steven says that he, he does think that we might bank maybe in a ladder match. I don't know if we'll do a ladder match here because it is money to bank and you're going to have at least two ladder matches already because that's what that's what the, the name of the game for the show would definitely like to see it. I mean, I'm sure they could have a, a banger ladder match, but uh, may, maybe, you know, a potential rematch after that definitely would be very good. You know, you, you know, it's going to be a very good match. Just again, the, the, lack, the lack of depth here uh, remains a concern. And even reunifying the titles did not seem to to really help that, unfortunately. Um so we'll wait and see there. The Usos having a good reign here. Don't necessarily think that the, the Street Profits will be the ones that end it here, uh, depending how the next couple weeks go. But um, I think it'll be good. So, again, I can't really complain all that much because it'll help Money in the Bank be a better show. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. But as always, you'll, you'll, you'll look beyond that. It's like, see, I got plenty of valid concerns here. But uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, otherwise here... Big, big swerve tonight was uh, before the show, they announced that Judgment Day would reveal a new member of the group. And that's that this that was, I think, like 630. So you left people with enough time for some speculation. They got the countdown tonight. <laughs> they got the countdown. We had no, no Cody clock. The Cody opened the show. Uh, no countdown for the main event. The Judgment Day got the, 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 the countdown clock tonight because this was the big story of the show. Who is it going to be after the Judgment Day defeated Styles, Balor, and Liv Morgan yesterday at Hell in a Cell? Uh, many people, partially I would say even myself included, thought Finn Balor would turn there uh, or Ciampa would, would interfere uh, and help help Judgment Day win there. So the, the Judgment Day comes out. They're talking about how Ray Ripley is going to win the main event, earn a title shot, and she'll be closer to uh, omnipotence because that's that's their thing. Talking about how their, their message is spreading. They're like they're going to keep recruiting, keep growing, and keep conquering. And then Edge said that it's time to introduce the newest member of Judgment Day. Finn Balor comes to the ring, and the, the broadcast team will give them credit. They were like, oh, maybe it's just a ruse. Maybe he's just kind of like they, he was just feuding with them. So maybe he's kind of trying to you know play play a game or you know just to swerve them out. No, Finn Balor is like for a second they it kind of like he was because he was they talked about how uh, he had free speed and stuff like that. Then they said, no, on this day I can see clearly. I've embraced the, the Judgment Day's message, and he says he's tired of pretending to be someone someone that he's not. Uh, so he's ready to join the group. And then Priest said that they are finally ready to get rid of uh, the, the one last week, the one last weakness that's been holding them back. And he pointed at the edge, said, "Starting with you, they beat him down, and not just beat him down; they they destroyed him. All right, the, uh, Balor locked in like the, the the Glasgow kiss of like the not whatever it's called, the, the, the chair, and then Priest did the concerto. Edge was taken out on a stretcher." Uh, I did not see this. I okay, Bauer joining. Yes, we were talking talking about that for weeks. So like, that was very much assumed that would be the direction. I did not think uh, that Edge would get kicked out of his own group here. That that Finn Balor would kind of step up as the new leader on his first night in the group. Um, this, but did this, he? Because some part of part of me thinks that Damian Priest is the leader now. If you look at some of the things that like the the, the pictures that posted on Twitter, like. Bowers, this is a, a small thing, and maybe I'm projecting, but Bowers standing in the center, and 
Edge would usually stay in the center. Like that's I that's the what they usually do. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe that was an accident. And maybe I'm I'm really reading way too way too deep into that. Uh in a way, Priest should be because he, he was the first recruit and like he has been, and he's the one that literally turned on Edge in the first place. So uh maybe it should be him. Maybe, maybe there won't be an official leader. Uh, but that's kind of how I, I interpreted it. Uh but plenty of thoughts here. Eddie's saying that was the biggest slur WWE has done in a while. I agree. I I was very much caught off guard uh, and I, I i'm happy when i don't see things coming i didn't necessarily agree with with the, the decision here but i at least appreciate doing something different and, and unexpected Stephen says whenever edge comes back we could get edge beth and aj versus judgment day and that'd be pretty fun uh definitely a, a interesting kind of evolution of, of this feud here uh we're a little different gift different take on it, saying edge got what he deserves he loves it all caps saying, you know <laughs> edge got what was coming to him for what he's been doing here chris says edge needs time off question mark uh this felt extremely rushed i kind of thought that that maybe there, there's something of that but also this may have been rushed because there's some speculation at least this could have been a, a reaction to cody getting hurt that they may have wanted uh, another kind of top baby face and to that, I say, like, potentially, but then this this felt like a way to write Edge off for a while. So I don't know about that necessarily. Uh, but then when Edge does come back, it, it could be as, as a top eight face here. Uh, and then maybe maybe for the summer, later, later in the summer, Eddie says that they could have Edge versus Finn Balor kind of coming out of this. Like, that'd be very cool as well. Uh, and it kind of maybe, maybe before that, Stephen says, start off with AJ versus Finn. That would be great. Sign me up for that. I would like to see that. Michael with a, a lot of the thoughts here saying, honestly, this is bittersweet. He was glad Balor is becoming a major player, but he's kind of perturbed that Edge got booed from the group he created after a month. The theme song got him pumped in the gym. The theme song has grown on me. I will definitely give you that. Uh, and yeah, to me, this was very soon to have this kind of thing happen. The, this, this, this group formed technically, you, if you consider uh, Ed WrestleMania 38 when one priest joined, the, the trio formed WrestleMania Backlash, and that was... Just uh, under a month ago today, I guess sorry, just over a month ago t- today. Uh, so we're not really a, a whole month even as uh, as a proper stable here. And now Edge getting kicked out, and now it's a, a whole new era for them. Definitely, I, I do think there's it, it did feel rushed in that way. I'm not sure uh, exactly why. Again, it could be the Cody thing. Could maybe there's something with Edge here. Edge is a part timer, so maybe he wanted to take some time off or they want to space him out a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I just saying Finn has had his own stables before, and it's, he likes the, the heel Bauer here. I think that is well. I think it's good for Finn Bauer. I'm looking forward to it. Again, even if I don't, don't necessarily agree with the execution. I saw this question going on as well, John. What do you think the name will be? Will they keep the, the Judgment Day name? Are they going to rename it something else? What, what do you think about that? I think they'll keep the Judgment Day, but they have to change the logo because it's like the Edge E right now. So that's yeah. what I would say there. This segment went well, but I really think the most important thing is what what comes next. I think that's more important than what we saw tonight. Another swerve that we, left a surprise tonight. Um, definitely, you know, they got everybody talking about who the new member was going to be to distract you from realizing that one of them would be leaving the group as well. There's a yeah. little interesting twist there. Um, nobody really thought of that just because everybody's like, well, who's the new member going to be? This is weird to me because it, it gives off two vibes that i don't necessarily agree with one it's almost like now edge has to immediately go back to being a baby face after he has said all of these negative things about the people that he obviously doesn't care that left me in a spot where it almost like they backed themselves into a corner again the second part i wanted to say was 
I don't understand like they the fact that they are kind of temporarily writing him off a of TV. Um, it's a it's a weird choice. I don't think he's injured. I don't think. I mean, if it's a contract thing, maybe they only have a certain number of dates they can have him. They want to save him for later in the summer, whatever. Um, but they they clearly were writing him off tonight for an undetermined amount of time. Which to me, after the news from Cody hit. And now you're writing Edge off. It's like, what are you doing? You know? So I would keep the name. I would, you know, this is going to be a very strong heel stable. I assume before we get Edge versus anybody, we're going to get Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Now that's that's what's next. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. Those two guys, two of the best. And uh just and now you have the the the, the a pretty strong storyline with it as well with, with Finn turning. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that could be really, 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 really fun. Finish on Nando with a fun idea about the name here. They saying they could be the brooding judgment as the combination of, of Edge's brood and the, the the judgment day here. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of fun stuff you could do with it with with Finn, AJ, Edge coming back. You know, yeah, it's, it'd be weird to turn babyface again because he only really turned in February. So that, that's a pretty quick turnaround. And as you, as you said, every week just like really insulting the fans pretty horribly, like over and over again. Like I don't know about that, but it's Edge. I'm sort of like he's he's great either way. Um, so people will be happy to cheer him. Like people have like I was I think I always wanted wanted to cheer him, and he's been a heel this whole time. So I'm um, sure that when he does come back, he'll he'll be a, a, one of the bigger bay faces they have. It is interesting that you know Cody being hurt now, Edge will be presumably gone for a little bit. Roman Reigns working a, a lesser schedule as well. Now maybe he'll be coming back potentially. Because we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, you know, definitely the the top of the card as well is to definitely definitely take in a bit of a hit here. So uh, hopefully, Edge will again, <laughs> yeah, hopefully Edge will come back at some point soon because. He's one of the top stories they've got at this point. I would have to assume it is more of a contract slash like limited dates kind of thing. And they want, may want to save him more for SummerSlam and maybe beyond that, just kind of spread it out throughout the year. Uh, Cause he's been pretty, pretty regularly involved uh, week in, week out pretty much since like February slash March, like pretty, pretty consistently here. So I mean, it makes sense. I just did not think that we would see uh, the, this sort of tonight. And again, that's the whole point of a sort of, but um, I, I was, I was, I'm 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 intrigued, and again, didn't necessarily love the the idea to begin with, but uh, it's definitely interesting, and I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Uh, speaking of which, something we we'll, we'll potentially look forward to seeing. So we had Ms. Mrs. Uh, with Ms. TV, well, Ms. TV here to hype up the return of Ms. Mrs. Ms. was talking about the show. He's talking about Maurice, talking about uh, you know, all, all the stuff they're doing, and Riddle interrupted. And said uh, that he was talking about you know his history with Roman Reigns and the Usos, and then Miz was saying, "Oh, Randy Orton's never going to wrestle again." I was like, well, "That's that's a pretty strong statement." Uh, and then Riddle said he wanted to get revenge for Randy, so he said, "Not only does he want to fight Roman Reigns, he wants to take Roman's uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship." Uh, so very very clearly threw that challenge down, and then somehow this got derailed into a question of how big the Miz's balls are. Because Riddle said that Miz has tiny balls. He got, he got a tiny balls chant going. And Maurice reassured everyone that the Miz has very average-sized balls. Miz was a little, little dissatisfied with that. He asked her to pump up the numbers a little bit. She said she said he has above-average-sized balls. Not quite enough for him. She said he has humongous, gigantic balls. And Riddle asked the Miz to prove it. And got a, got a prove-it chant going for Miz to prove it. 
Uh, thankfully, he didn't. Uh, this is the kid show, everybody. Uh, instead, uh, Riddle want, they turned into more of a, a match kind of thing. I Miz turned him down. Then, for some reason that is entirely unknown to me, Champa attacked Riddle from behind and left. To which Stephen Chambers wonders, what, where are they going with Champa? Unreal. I don't know what to do with Champa. Like he he attacked Mustafa Ali a couple times. They had like one match uh, that didn't go anywhere. Speaking of which, Mustafa Ali was not well was not on the show today. Um, very disappointed that the Champa is not really. They're not doing anything with him at this point. Is a big fan of his, and I want to see him do well on Raw. And to this point, we've really only seen these kind of like random attacks, and then again the one one match I think with Mustafa Ali. Um, so that was a little bit of a weird thing. But then that encouraged The Miz to say, oh, let's do the match anyway. So The Miz wrestled, and he was, he was wearing a tux, wrestled that. Riddle ripped his pants off and, and pinned, him, pinned him with an RKO. So big win for, for Riddle here. Uh, but this does seem to suggest we are going to get, potentially, Riddle versus Roman Reigns after all. Because then they played a commercial for SmackDown, and they're talking about how Riddle has lost his, his Randy Orton. He's lost Shinsuke Nakamura. So he said they've been turning uh, the, the twos, as the play on the, the ones and, and the Usos, they've been turning the twos into an army of one with Riddle here. Very clearly suggesting that's where we're going here, uh, at least for now. So it seems like we are going to get Rowan versus Riddle. Yeah, first I want to agree with the comment from Raul about the Miz TV from last week. That was probably the funniest one I remember in recent time, even though it ended up being utterly pointless. It was very good. On to tonight, uh, the the plan is clearly still Riddle versus Roman, which is what we kind of saw they were working towards before, and they're going back into that now. It'll be nice, nothing spectacular. I mean, we clearly know who's going to win that. Um, you know, I think the, the most interesting part of that is going to be, does Randy in, get himself involved in any capacity in that match? And is he okay health-wise? Because we're not really 100% sure about that as well. The match tonight, it was fine. It's nothing to write home about. It's nothing that anybody's going to be talking about next week. Uh, it was supposed to be a little bit uh, comedic slash entertaining while at the same time, you know, just trying to continue to build Riddle up to be this strong competitor. At one point, he was kind of an odds-on favor to win Money in the Bank, and now it doesn't even look like he's going to be in that match. Eddie is saying Riddle versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. WWE may stack the card. I mean, for a few reasons, I don't particularly agree with that. For one, I don't think Riddle versus Roman Reigns is contributing to a stacked card. In fact, I think it's an average match at best right now. The fact that they moved the show out of a stadium and into an arena, I don't think anybody can make an argument that they're stacking the cards since they had to leave their original venue. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an okay card. Obviously, you're going to have two mind the bank ladder matches. I mean, it's 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 crazy, Colin. I feel like just yesterday, I was flying out to Fort Worth. Fans were back. Money in the bank. John Cena makes his return. Biggie and Nikki A.S.H. win, which I talked about earlier tonight. As, as we're talking about stacking the Money in the Bank card, I do want to uh, point out real quick that I said earlier tonight, they need to finally get the winners right this year. Otis was not the right choice in 2020. I know you said no Otis Slander, but come on, you can't tell me that was a good decision. I know. I, I, I have a very soft spot for Otis. I agree and then that. and then last year, Nikki ASH won, and then like Cashin, like was it like the next night or the next yeah. week or whatever, and won. And I'm sorry, and I know I'm in the minority here, but Biggie was not the guy in that match that I think should have won. In fact, he was like the least 
favorite betting odds wise to win any one. Um, so I'm hoping this year, at least I want them to get it right. Uh, you know, I, I want to kind of uh, talk about, we're going to talk about some of the show, but I do want to talk about this really good fatal four way main event actually got. And that's because I'm going to work in some money in the bank talk as well. Uh, I'll start by saying, you know, it was a good fatal four way match. It was a number one contender match. It was do drop Alexa bliss, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Nobody thought Dewdrop was winning. So for all things considered in my eyes, it was a triple threat match because any of the other three, I think could have won. Let me start by saying before we talk about the match itself, connecting all the dots here, Liv Morgan is not the one that should win money in the bank. Everybody is convinced right now that Liv Morgan needs to win money in the bank. In fact, as I said that, Raul and Eddie both said Liv Morgan need to win. Tell me why Liv Morgan should win money in the bank over people like a returning Bailey, Alexa Bliss, any like Lacey Evans for for crying out loud. Like I mean, that would be more interesting to me than Liv Morgan. Like I don't, I just don't get it. I, everybody is like dead set that they need to see Liv Morgan as champion, and I'm sorry, I just don't get it. Back to the Fatal 4-Way main event match that was very good. Um, I'm happy with the outcome, and I'm not happy with the outcome, and I'll explain why. I think it's too soon for this because this was a match I envisioned further down the line where Rhea Ripley might be the one to actually dethrone Bianca. I don't see them dethroning Bianca this quickly, and I don't see this feud being drawn out. At this point, I'm still convinced SummerSlam is Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Although it could turn into Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. It almost seems like somebody needs, not the Street Profits, somebody has to align with Bianca to counteract Finn and Damien. But you already have AJ Styles and Liv Morgan. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, Everybody in this match was good. Barely any mistakes. The crowd was okay with it. The females main event for the fifth time in six weeks. They're on a roll. We talked about this last night. The female division is going to carry Raw for the foreseeable future. What we saw tonight basically defines what we said. That That's what they're doing. Women are carrying the Raw division, the Raw show right now. Uh, but it's, you know, Rhea Ripley won. It is what it is. I was kind of hoping Alexa Bliss was going to win, but she didn't. It seems like you might agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got we're gonna get Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. It's gonna be a solid build. That's gonna be a very good match. I'm excited to see what they do. And if I'm not mistaken, I need to look this up real quick because I think Money in the Bank 2021 we had um, uh, on the that card as well. We had Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley right. for the championship right. when Rhea Ripley lost the Raw Women's Championship. And now she's getting a Raw Women's Championship again a year later. So kind of, you know, connecting the dots again there as well. And, you know, of course, Bianca Belair, unfortunately, was supposed to have a match as well. But Bailey got hurt. Right. So Bianca was left off. But well, what do you think about this main event match? And kind of basically everything I just said, what do you think? I mean, they announced it. And I was really hoping that Alexa would win. Uh and like a because i'm a big fan of black side made that very clear but b as you were talking about like it is very soon for for Ripley. like i was hoping they would build her up more um 
into a real like powerhouse like give her a lot, of, a lot of momentum maybe it's the SummerSlam match potentially although as we were talking about a, a bit uh, last time the, the hell in a cell show like they might do yet another bianca versus becky thing for that um which you know that'd be a great match but like they've definitely done that a lot lately um so i was hoping alex would win uh and not, not that i want this i see her take a loss but like at the very least that could kind of like get her on the pay-per-view uh and or whatever pay my event in a big match like this facing bianca uh, and kind of that would help delay uh, the match for her Ray Ripley and like help her help build her up more. Um, did not think Dewdrop would win, as you mentioned, like that immediately crossed her off. I'm sorry, like there you tried that rumble. They've not built, built her up at all since then. Um, so you guys got this like team with with uh, with, more, with uh, sorry with Nikki Ash right now. Definitely not uh, a strong contender heading in this match. I know a lot of the comments. Big fan of Liv Morgan. Uh, we already got more comments to live here. Eddie saying Liv has improved every single day. She's a buster ass since being called up. She's her. She's a fan favorite right now. I can't disagree. Obviously, like, fans her fans love her. I can't. I absolutely respect her work work ethic. And she's improved. She's worked to get better. Absolutely, I respect that. All right, likewise, uh, Rolls saying Liv has gone through hell. Split with the Riot Squad with both uh, Ruby Riot and uh, Sarah Logan getting released. She was she was, uh, she was a jobber for a while. She paid her dues. He says that uh, she has potential to be a great women's champion. She's far overdue for it. Uh, and I would agree in a lot of ways with that as well. Uh, and at the same time, I there there aren't a lot of outcomes where I'd like be act, actually upset if something happened. But like I would have been a little frustrated if Liv won, only because like they did. I have pretty lengthy feed with Becky and Liv earlier this year, the tail end of 2021 into this year. Uh, it just felt like it went on and on and on and Liv like lost and lost and lost. And I just like, yeah, they, yeah, they, they could run it back later, but like, I just, um, not this, this isn't Becky. I just being like, I don't know. I, that's still on my mind. I'm like, I just, I don't know. I, I did not want to see her win here. I'm sorry. Um, she's still, she's doing great. She's been featured on Raw. Crowds behind her, that's great. Um, I I just did not want to see it. So I, I was definitely, I guess, between Alexa and Andrea here. Uh, it was a great match all around. Yeah, everyone definitely had performed very well. It was a good, great, great main event. And John, you mentioned both last night and, and tonight. Yeah, the, the woman's vision for Raw will definitely have to carry the show here with Cody being out, now with Edge being out, Rowan being not not around as much, um, at least for now, you know. They definitely have the talent to do that. This was a match where the, the champion wasn't in it, where Becky Lynch wasn't in it, where Asuka wasn't in it, and it was still a, a very fitting main event here. Uh, and Michael saying everyone needed this in the Fatal 4-Way. He expected Bay to win. He thinks Edge will interfere in the match. Maybe, and I guess, in that case, I guess, uh, thinking Edge will cost Ray Ray Ripley. Uh, and he says he thinks the Bliss will win money in the bank. Definitely hope to see that potentially. Um I mean, John, I think you mentioned earlier, thinking that Becky and Asuka will be, will be in money in the bank, and maybe someone like... Uh, like Alexa could win. Uh, I'd be very, very happy to see that. Obviously, again, big fan of Alexa, so I, I hope she wins. Uh, and then, that, again, ideally, she'd win that, and then they, they, they would build her up uh, after Although that. it's weird, because you always think, like in this case, we're saying, you know, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, Asuka for Money in the Bank, but somehow it never fails where they'll announce, like, Dana Brooke and Nikki A.S.H. for Money in the Bank ladder match, and then Becky Lynch will be off the card. It's weird. They always do stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping they do maybe a six or seven women ladder match, and I would go uh, Bianca Belair, or not Bianca Belair. Yeah, I'm crazy. I would go Asuka, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, 
Shayna Baszler as the six. If there's going to be seven, maybe a surprise if Bailey's ready to come back, throw her in. I mean, and Natalia is going to wrestle against um, Ronda, so we know we're getting that. Uh, if Charlotte's ready to come back, you can throw her in as a surprise entrant as well. I think that'd be pretty cool. But I think they should they need to stack both of these ladder matches just with like main event talent. None of this like Otis, none of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, let's just make it like so. Literally, you have a feeling that anybody in the match could win. I used to love that back in the day. Like when I was a kid, they would have like like um, a WrestleMania. Yeah, and then like at that point, so the, 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 the one is WrestleMania, especially that you'd have like, uh, especially early on, like you have Randy Orton, Edge, like some actual the real like contenders, top stars. Even even back then, uh, that it felt a lot more important. It felt a lot like oh, it really anybody could win. And a lot of ways, maybe in, in recent years. Some of them have been unpredictable. Some of them have felt like uh, some a couple of very strong favorites here. I did thinking for the, the woman side of things here, saying Asuka versus Becky versus Liv versus Becky. Sorry, I think we had a, a repeat there. Asuka versus Becky versus Liv versus Raquel versus Shayna Baszler versus Lacey versus Bailey, and yeah, maybe throw Charlotte in there as well. That's a very good uh, money in the bank match, um, and that's a match where you, Eddie, you got any number of those pe- people win, and I'd be entirely fine with it because I. I think it would make a lot of sense to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I think they, they do have a lot of options as to where they could go with it. Uh, Asuka potentially, again, I'm hoping for Alexa Bliss. Charlotte Flair, you mentioned as a, at least as a surprise entry, even, even if she doesn't win, they could definitely always do that. I would imagine she'll be coming back sooner and later. Um, so I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that how it unfolds. Hopefully we'll have, I would assume we'll have a, a couple of qualifying matches over the next couple of weeks here. Um, for, for both sides of things, but looking forward to seeing that. We were mentioning Bob Lashley earlier. Uh, DJ was at the show uh, at Helen Cell yesterday. He te- he had texted me saying that uh, Bobby and Kevin Owens both got two of the biggest pops of the night. And we were, but we were mentioning Bob Lashley earlier, so maybe he could be one of the favorites for, for the men's side of things. And I do want to mention Kevin Owens was uh, he came out after Ezekiel beat Otis. Uh, Ezekiel uh, wanted to rematch with Owens, and he said uh, Ezekiel uh, sorry Owens said he'll give him a rematch if Ezekiel. And admits he's Elias. So Ezekiel said, I admit, my name's Elias. And he was just lying. He's a liar. <laughs> he proved uh, Owens right, ironically, he's a liar. That's, that, that's really uh, Owens' thing all along. Uh, but that rematch from Hell Cell is set for next week. That's the only thing they, they really announced or directly set up for next week, other than presumably some uh, night qualifying matches. But uh, do, do you think Ezekiel will, will get his win back there? I, I, I would have to think so. Uh, I think so, but it might be like this roll-up pin, you know what I mean? Like something... Very fluky. Funky, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Uh, but uh, if he does win especially, I would think that um, even one one or both guys could be in the Money in the Bank match because they've both been two of the the real featured guys on Raw lately. Well, we were talking about the the woman side of things. Eddie says for for the men's side... Money in the Bank, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Madcap, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, and Gunther. Um, that sounds like a very good match. I, I, would, I would definitely see that, and that sounds pretty darn realistic. I mean, yeah, it would make sense, but we know how the booking goes, so yeah. we can't really oh, yeah. just trust them to come out with the best decisions. Who you thinking might be one of the favorites to win the match the, outside of that predicted lineup? Just in general, who are you thinking it might be some uh, some you know good favorites here? Either you know obvious favorite dark horses or or anything. Really. Kevin o- Kevin Owens definitely tops the list for sure right now with the run that he's been having recently. 
Um, I saw a lot of people saying Sami Zayn. I can't see it personally. Uh, I can't see it being like Moss or Gunther or Veer or anything like that. Uh, you know, there's a case to be made for Seth Rollins, maybe. Uh, but Kevin Owens, for sure. It's not going to be Drew McIntyre. It's not going to be anybody from New Day. Honestly, on the SmackDown side, I can't really think of anybody that it could be. I mean, I I, I'm, I would draw a blank. So, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced at this point that on the Raw side, somebody's going to win Money in the Bank. Actually, I think the men and women both are going to come from Raw at this point. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I can't even say that because, I mean, it's, it's an interesting point out because SmackDown's depth has really uh, has taken a, a dive, really. You know, Sasha being out, Naomi being out, again, there's all, both brands at this point. Uh, Roman not being out as much, definitely a big loss just in general. Um, so I, I would definitely agree there. It would seem to be a, a fair idea that there would be somebody on Raw, really, really for, for both matches here. Steven says, uh, just in general, maybe, maybe some predictions, either for winners or the match. He says, lastly, Seth. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Shinsuke Nakamura, I think that was one we did not mention earlier, and Sami Zayn as well. I think that would be a good match uh, with those guys. Uh, I would think last year at this point, again, the, the crowd's really rallying around him. As, as DJ said, he's getting good reactions at, at live live shows. So um, people are really really getting into him as a babyface here. Uh, Seth, you mentioned, yeah, that's like one kind of option potentially, but he just, just lost three times in a row. So I would rather they build him up slowly and like he gets the title shot later. Owens definitely, I think, would be one of my favorites at this point. He's been like consistently one of the best parts of the show uh, and ma making the most out of uh, everything is given with this Ezekiel thing and everything. So I, I think I'm, I'm hoping for Owens at this point because uh, I think he deserves it. Uh, Michael says they, they could or should do Drew winning so that they could actually properly set up Drew versus Roman for Clash of the Castle. I think that would make sense um, because I would guarantee that Drew gets to the title shot. So I think that would be pretty, pretty, darn, pretty darn logical. Um, if Drew does win, I'll, I'll be a little a little miffed because, like, you know, it's always Drew. It's all like Drew was the mystery guy in the, in the six man tag team match like two weeks ago, and like it's always Drew again. No knock on him, just like give give, give somebody else a turn. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of Lashley. I like the idea of, definitely I like the idea of Owens. We will wait and see what happens there over the next couple of weeks here. But overall, here swerves, emotional promos, good matches, good a good main event, all, all in all here on the road, uh, the, as the, the road to my event uh, officially began tonight. So, John, what did you think about the show tonight? I'm going to go with a 7.25 out of 10 because it was a little above average with the unpredictability and the surprising things that we got tonight. But at the same time, they didn't really build a whole lot towards the, the, the upcoming event you know like we didn't see any qualifiers like we hinted that last night we might see tonight didn't get any of that yeah then they might like load them up maybe do like two per week uh next week maybe a week after that uh they they, they did it sometimes so I, i'm not necessarily as worried about that this felt like more of maybe the the immediate aftermath of hell and cell and then maybe maybe the the, the proper build for my next week other than uh the, the main event here that, that set up the, the women's title match uh i would say I'd go for like a 7.1. I think it was a pretty solid show. Uh, kind of at Hell in a Cell here. Again, I didn't love the, the Judgment Day swerve, but at least it was unexpected and, and interesting. It was a good main event. The Cody promo is interesting. Uh, I, I'm intrigued by some of the stuff they've got going on. I'm ha very, very happy about just the announcement of John Cindy coming back. So I'll give them a little credit for that. Um, 
No, all in all, pretty good show here. Steven with a 6.75. Laura Rock with a 9.10. Big fan of the show tonight. Um, no, I thought it was pretty darn good. Michael with a 7.5 as well here. So it seems like a, a pretty pretty safe to say an, an above average show. I mean, now we, the, the, the the tables have turned. SmackDown's been pretty pretty consistently weaker than Raw in a lot of ways lately. So um, Raw is what I feel pretty safe, safe in saying what's going to be a show. Although with Cody being out, I think that does take a bit of a hit there. And we'll wait and see how how they're able to kind of uh, adapt with that. We're all saying look at Raw at seven point eight because of what Edge got. We're all saying that Edge got was what, what, what was coming to him. So seems like he was a big fan of that as well. Um, but no, overall very good show here. So we're on the road to Mind the Bank. Looking forward to it, and again, hopefully we'll have more of the, the proper build next week. But as that that means it's on to the next one. John, you and I will be here Tuesday night tonight to talk, to talk about NXT two the aftermath, and we didn't talk about it this weekend, and of course, I see in your house as well. Kind of the, the aftermath of that. Uh, schedule permitting, Robert and I are here on Friday to talk about Friday at SmackDown. Two Diamond Dudes on our red page, Marcus and Dominic, cover all things AEW. We've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys. To, this week is NWA week. We've got a bunch of interviews lined up uh, to, to go out this week ahead of NWA Always Ready. I recorded one today with the NWA Women's World Champion, Camille. Got another one lined up tomorrow. Bill Pritchard has a bunch lined up for this week as well, so we'll have a bunch of stuff lined up. And that, that's all uh, in, the, in addition to the archives. An interview with Ric Flair, uh, interviews with people from Impact, some, some AEW interviews, a bunch of great stuff in the archives, all, all on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all the good stuff. You know where to find us. Leave a like, Instagram. We do appreciate it so very much. And with that said, John, the world outside scary place. But we come here together to do one thing above all others. And can you tell me what that is? It's to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.